Today's episode of Primem's Playlist is sponsored by Anchor. Stay tuned to find out more. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 7 of Primem's Playlist Season 2. My name is Prim, and just like last week, I'll be analyzing 5 underrated K-pop tunes and recommending them based on your music taste. It's official, my first semester of college is over. It really flew by fast, huh? It seems like just yesterday that I was settling into my dorm, quarantining until my COVID test result came in, and making fun of my school's cringy TikTok-themed orientation livestream. Just seven more of these things to go. But that's enough personal news. Let's move on to some K-pop, shall we? There were a lot of great underrated releases in the past couple of weeks, and deciding on just a few to cover was incredibly hard. There was a great mix of all sorts of genres too, so even deciding on a theme was tricky. So I decided to choose a theme that wasn't based on a genre. This episode's theme is Interesting Voices. Our five songs today all feature artists with a unique timbre or vocal style. Enough waffling, let's pull up the playlist. Our first song today is Jamie Cullum by singer-songwriter-producer Davi, currently at 30k views on Stone Music Entertainment. The name of this song, Jamie Cullum, refers to a particular British jazz pop pianist, a fitting title given the jazzy nature of this song. The bulk of the instrumental is taken up by, what else, a jazz piano riff, in full force during the chorus and heavily dampened in the verses. Combine this with brushed drums and a rhythmic bass line and you've got a great jazz pop song. Of course, since today's theme is interesting voices, we need to talk about Davi's voice. He has quite a high-pitched voice, which isn't that uncommon in K-pop. In fact, one could argue that that's almost a genre-defining quality. But there's also both some airiness and roughness coexisting in there, which is rare to see. I'd say that Davi's voice reminds me a lot of a soloist Holland, especially during his earlier Neverland era, but with like a teaspoon of J-Park thrown in for flavor. That being said, musically speaking, his song Jamie Collins sounds more like Is Who by Minso, Jazz Bar by Dreamcatcher, and even Piano Man by Mamamoo. Actually, come to think of it, I haven't really seen this sort of piano-heavy jazz pop concept from a solo male K-pop artist. So if you're a fan of male soloists and want something with a unique feel, definitely check out Davi's most recent release, Jamie Cullum. How about song number two? Coming in at a thousand views on Music and New, our second song today is Staycation by hip-hop duo Dori Tori. We start off with a very minimalist instrumental, just some simple guitar noodling and snap percussion. Though it builds up later with a bass kick, snare, and piano sample, adding to the R&B vibe. But it's always kept fairly simple so as to let Dori and Tori's voices shine through. And wow, both of their voices are incredibly unique. Tori sings in a mid to high range with a lot of strength and smoothness, plus a slight vibrato to the ends of her notes. Dory, to contrast, has a much lower, rougher voice with almost a droning quality, which works to her benefit during the verses and rap sections. Their voices harmonize very well, too. You'd think that such different voices would clash, but when they sing together in the chorus, they sound amazing. I had a hard time finding matches for Tori and Dory's voices. If I had to guess, I'd say Tori reminds me a little bit of Joy from Red Velvet, and Dory sounds like a combination of Yubin from Wonder Girls, especially the Why So Lonely era, 
a bit of Kyla from Preston, and a pinch of Ellie from Exit. Staycation itself has a minimalist R&B feeling, reminiscent of Automatic by Red Velvet and sometimes by Crush. So if you're looking for an R&B track with some seriously cool vocal elements, go listen to Staycation. Song 3, please. With 1.8k views on Music and New, song number 3 today is Love Pain by singer, actress, ballerina, and member of girl group The Grace, Stephanie. Wow, that's quite the resume. This song's instrumental starts out exactly how you would expect a ballad to start, being practically a solo mid-toned piano with some very quiet and low-pitched orchestral strings in the background. However, starting at the second pre-chorus, a drum track comes in, put through what sounds like a low-pass filter that's increased or decreased in strength depending on the section of the song, making it sound more or less underwater. The strings also increase in volume and pitch later on in the song. Stephanie's voice fits this slow, methodical ballad instrumental incredibly well. She almost has an operatic quality to her with a deep, strong, and well-supported voice making heavy use of vibrato at some points. Given that she's primarily an actress in musicals, I'm not surprised that Stephanie has this voice type. However, it's not one that you see that often in K-pop. Stephanie's voice reminds me a bit of Kim Na Young, as well as Min Kyung from the duo Davichi, both of whom are known for their ballads and have deep voices. The instrumental Love Pain Vo actually reminds me a lot of Deja Vu by Dreamcatcher. I mean, obviously not Deja Vu's chorus, since that's where the rock inspirations come in, but it combines piano and strings with dampened percussion in a similar way during its verses. Deja Vu is actually one of the most unique title tracks out of Dreamcatcher's whole discography in my opinion, so if you've been craving more songs like that, Love Pain is a great choice for you. Before we continue, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Today we're sponsored by Anchor, the very same service we use to make this podcast. Let me tell you, Anchor is unrivaled in its accessibility. Anchor lets you make your own podcast from scratch, right from your computer, or even your phone. You can record yourself in browser, add stock music from Anchor's own library, and even make simple edits. Or, if you prefer to record and edit in a more familiar application, Anchor also allows you to upload audio straight from your computer. Anchor can also handle some of the more intimidating aspects of podcasting for you. For example, it can automatically distribute your podcast to platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and it can even link you up with sponsors. What's craziest about Anchor to me, though, is that it's absolutely free. All these tools, all these functions, and they don't even cost a penny. So, if you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start, I'd highly recommend using Anchor. It's easy, versatile, and free. Let's get back to the playlist! Fourth on the list is Pain, Pain, Pain by folk rock artist Han Su currently at 300 views on Ogam Entertainment. This song opens with an acapella sting from Hande Su, as well as a chorus of female backup singers, before jumping straight into some short bursts of electric guitar and some hi-hat heavy drums. The instrumental actually stays pretty static in terms of its instrumental layering. It doesn't really lose or gain layers like in contemporary, more electronic-inspired pop. Rather, saving the building for the end for a big finish, with more cymbals, more backup singers, and an overdriven guitar solo. This lets you focus more on the vocal intensity throughout the majority of the song. 
and Han Su has a very unique voice. It's incredibly gravelly, which allows for his emotions to come across in some very interesting ways. It adds to the painful nature of the subject and tone of his song. After all, it is called Pain Pain Pain. So the issue with Pain 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 is that genre-wise, it's not pop, it's folk rock. I can't compare it to existing K-pop, because if there was any existing K-pop that sounded like this song, then it wouldn't be pop. So I guess I recommend this to any listeners who want to branch their music library into more areas of the Korean music industry. Gonna hop up on my soapbox and say that the western side of the world has a bad habit of treating the Korean music industry as if it's there to produce K-pop and nothing else. Sure, K-pop has had a huge surge in popularity in recent years, and I think that it's amazing that we can form communities around music that would have been inaccessible to us a few decades ago. But with all the other Korean culture that's been surfing what many call the Hallyu wave, it's disappointing that so little of that love is going towards other music genres. So if you want to take a deeper dive into Korean music, I'd highly recommend starting with Pain Pain Pain. Let's hear song number 5! Our fifth song today is Waltz by singer-songwriter An Yeun. At 13k views on Genie Music, though it has quite a few more on XX Entertainment, for whatever reason. We start off with An Yeun being accompanied by a single low-toned piano, with the instrumental then building up with higher tones, pizzicato notes, bowed strings, and occasional chimes. Percussion doesn't really come in until the first chorus, and even then, it's a single slapping noise rather than a standard drum kit. What you have to stick around for, though, is the key change during the final chorus, which really adds to the song's soaring feeling. And of course, we gotta talk about Anya's voice. I've attempted to describe her vocal inflection as trot-like in the past. Her heavy use of vibrato combined with the way she slides between notes is reminiscent of the coke key vocal inflection commonly found in trot. What's more notable about her voice, though, is its simultaneous high pitch and guttural timbre, which typically don't go hand in hand. It's quite a unique and interesting sound. I'd say that if I had to describe Anya Yeun's voice, it's like a three-way combination of Soyeon from G-Idol, Seon from Dreamcatcher, and Hyuna, but if they all suddenly started getting really into trot. Instrumental-wise, since the instrumental is fairly standard for a lot of ballads, trust me, I know my subscription feed is always full of them, I'd like to call to attention to the fact that this song is actually in waltz time, which I guess makes sense given the title. Other waltz time K-pop songs include Same from the My Secret Romance OST and Waltz by June featuring Gaho, both of which have very different instrumental styles. So if you're looking for a waltz time ballad, go listen to An Yeun's Waltz. Last but not least, let's hear our sore thumb song. Today's sore thumb song is Flower by Produce 101 contestant Park Soyeon, which currently has 11.4k views on Super Soundbugs. So I realize that because this is a sore thumb song in an episode about interesting voices, I'm kind of implying that Park Soyeon's voice isn't interesting. That's definitely not the case. It's just that her voice was exactly what I expected to hear in this specific sort of K-pop song, you know? She has the sort of soft, medium-high-toned voice you tend to associate with these sorts of dreamy, euphoric EDM pop tracks. Speaking of the track, let's talk about this instrumental. It's quite synth-heavy, combining a lower plucky synth in the verses with an almost xylophone-esque one in the pre-choruses. 
The percussion is done in an EDM-inspired style, also, in every way from the echoing snaps in the first verse to the speeding up snares of a pre-chorus to the halftime second verse. And of course, we can't forget the kind of bird-call-esque synth playing the melody during the intro, choruses, and outro. So I've actually had a playlist in my own music library for a while of songs that have a similar vibe to Flower. If I had to narrow it down to adjectives, I'd go with dreamy and euphoric as I said before, but really I think of it more as sounds how your crush liking you back feels, or listening to this while riding the bus feels like I'm going on an adventure. Probably the closest songs on there are Maze by G-Idol, Wave by Lime Soda, 8 by IU featuring Suga, and Don't Know What To Do by Blackpink. Also, On and On by Miso and Can't We Just Leave a Monster Alive by TXT, both of which I've been meaning to throw on there for a while now. So if you're a fan of any of these songs or just want something to make the commute to work a little more exciting, Flower is the right song for you. And just like that, those are our five songs of the week plus our sore thumb song. Trust me when I say that this was the hardest time I've had so far making a playlist. There was a ton of really great stuff released in the past couple of weeks. We've had comebacks from June and Ned with 10cm and TMI, a first full album from Loa with title track Moon Day, two new releases from the band Land of Peace with Jenny and Thank You See You Tomorrow, and an 11-minute performance from Rainbow 99 with Olumin Jigum. And that's barely getting started. Honestly, it's getting to the point where I can't wait to end the season just so that I can put out another double-length finale. <laughs> that being said, you know we aren't done yet. It's time to spin the wheel of segments. And this week's segment is... One Year Later. One Year Later is the segment where I cover an underrated song that came out exactly one year ago. Or, at least, as close as I can get. Today's subject is Good Night by folk pop duo Oakdal, currently at nearly 17k views on Magic Strawberry Sound, released on December 12th, 2019. Just like many songs we've covered today, this is another ballad, this time centered around a plucky acoustic guitar for its instrumental. Seriously, I think it's mostly just a warm acoustic guitar and some bass for the first half of the song, at which point it adds in a wintry chime-like synth for the instrumental break. The vocals throughout the song are very soft and sweet, featuring a whispery timbre and a tight harmony. It makes the whole song feel soothing, almost lullaby-esque. Like you've come inside your warm home after walking in the snow. I spent so long listening to Good Night over and over again, trying to figure out what the very first measure of guitar sounded like, what the verses reminded me of, because I had heard them somewhere before. Finally, it hit me. This song sounds almost exactly like Rainbow Connection from the original Muppet movie. Similar instrumentation, similar melody, heck, even the same 3-4 time signature. Of course, Goodnight has more of a wintry vibe than Rainbow Connection, so honestly, if you're a Muppets fan and looking for a song to put on during the holidays, try adding Goodnight to your playlist. And with that, we end Episode 7 of Primem's Playlist Season 2. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pmp underscore s2e7, all letters capital, all numbers numerals. And if you'd like to support this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and if you really want to go above and beyond, donate to our Patreon page. 
$3 a month for shoutouts and early playlist access, $5 to request a song for me to review. Links to those can be found at linktree slash primsplaylist. That's linktr.ee slash p-r-i-m-m-s-p-l-a-y-l-i-s-t. Thanks for jamming with me today. Please,